Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of Athlete's Truth. I'm your host, Victoria, and today I have someone really special to me coming on. It's one I have known for a majority of my life, I have to say, my soccer life. She is someone that we played soccer young and then grew up and played soccer in high school, actually. And then we ended up going separate ways in college because we went to different states and we stayed connected here and there. But now, post-college, I get to see her journey and everything she's been through, which was awesome, and see her outcome, which she's been killing it, and I'm so proud of her. And now I might even get to play with her this summer. She's going to be my teammate, which I'm super excited about. And now I want to introduce you to someone who I'm just so proud of and thankful to have on this podcast. So Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, hey, Nick. So I'm really excited about this podcast too. Really excited uh, to be on here and to really share my story. And I think it's awesome that you're doing this. I think it's an awesome opportunity for athletes and just anyday individuals to really, really like hear people's stories. Um, but yeah, we did. We played together since we were little. We balled out in Netley for a while. Um, then we did go our separate ways. I ended up going to school down in Alabama. I did a few years there and then I transferred. Went to school in Florida. I ended up blowing out my knee. Um, after blowing out my knee, I ended up having two surgeries. Originally supposed to have three surgeries to put it back together. Um, after my second surgery, I was basically told by the doctors, they were just like, hey, listen, like, unfortunately, there's probably maybe a 10% chance that you are going to come back from your injury. So for any person that's ever seen my leg or has seen me since, um, I got quite a bit of scars. I ended up tearing my ACL, my MCL, LCL, PCL both my meniscus and fractured my kneecap kind of like dislocated it in a sense. Uh, my first surgery, they really tried putting it all back together. It didn't really work out. So now my second surgery, then I'm putting a bone graft into my femur. So I basically like had to go through some crazy things to get myself back to where I am. Ended up actually coming back seven months after my first surgery. So six months after my second surgery. Um, couldn't thank my physical therapist enough. She was absolutely amazing, uh, the support that I had from her. And I could truly say when you have support and you have a strong system and you have strong family and strong team and just people behind you really pushes you to get back. I mean, there was days when I literally was hysterically crying. Like, I physically cannot do this. Like, you bending my knee, it doesn't want to move. And I remember coming home one day. And my dad looked at me. He was like, you ever want to play soccer again? I was like, yeah, like, I want to obviously defy all odds. Like, heck, yeah, I want to play again. Um, he's like, stop crying. Get yourself together and go. And I don't know about like, no, my dad. It's my main man, my support right there. So, um, yeah, I did it. I came back. I ended up going back playing D1, um, finished my career playing Division One, and then I really wanted to push myself to the limit. And after, you know, doing my redshirt year, I became a graduate assistant after that, got myself mentally and physically prepared then to come overseas. And for the last two years, I have been playing professional soccer in Italy. This in itself has been an absolute journey. I know people that maybe follow me on Instagram or follow my Facebook or my knows my family, knows anybody. They're always like, yeah, like Natalie must be living the life out there in Italy, like playing professional. Like, I think a big thing that people need to know and why I'm really honored to be on this podcast, like 
and never would I not want to relive this journey and relive the life that I'm having right now. But I think people need to understand the truth behind playing professional. It isn't all that. It isn't the best life that you can live. And don't get me wrong, it absolutely is an amazing life. And I'm very thankful for the position that I'm in. But I also don't think people take into consideration the hardships that we have to go through when, you know, I had to come move into a country that nobody really speaks English. So I had to learn a whole new language because, you know, when you have 20 girls versus one, the chance of 20 girls learning English or one person learning Italian is going to have to learn Italian. So, I mean, I was very fortunate that I basically have an Italian family over here. I have people that I hope will be in my life for a long time. Um, I got to play at a high level here in Italy. I'm at second division right now. Um, I got a master's degree while I was over here, but I also like went through a lot of difficulties and I had to face a lot of, a lot of hardship. I mean, not even two months ago, I fractured never in my life did I think that it'd be a big thing in soccer, but I broke my big toe in two places and my second toe. I couldn't even walk and I was in shock. Um, so, you know, like I had to face that injury. I had to face, you know, not knowing the language. I had to face not knowing how to get around. And it was absolutely amazing and an absolute amazing experience that I'm living right now. But I also like don't think people do take into consideration like how mentally tough it really is to be over here. I think too, like, first of all, I want to say thank you for sharing everything you did. It was great. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you. And happy that you were able to come forward and share everything. And I think people have to realize too, like, like you said, like mentally preparing yourself to go over. You went to Italy where granted, like you're from, your family's from Italy. Like, you know, a little bit, but you don't know the language and you didn't know anybody going over there. Like, they're just not like, here's a friend. You two are going to go together and have a great time. Like, it's a little hard. And I think people don't realize that mentally it's going to be hard. Like you got to figure out where to live. If, they don't supply a living for you because some of these places, granted, some places are different than others, but some of these places don't provide housing. And then, like, a big thing you didn't say was you don't have a car. Where in America, you can pick up and go drive, but there it's like, what do you do? You don't have a car, so you have to figure out transportation and everything around it. And I feel like people really, like, mentally, this is a huge mental challenge for them. And from what you were saying and from following, obviously, your Instagram, Facebook, and just talking to you, you've done a a great job at just being so mentally tough and strong during these times yeah so I mean definitely people think I'm like holding it down over here and you know for the most part I really am I got very situated very very learning the systems of it you know I got good at Italian I could definitely say I claim Italian one um but then also like I don't think people take into consideration like how tough it really is like yeah I don't have a car here but granted like where I've been, I was in Rome last year. They don't drive, really. They use transportation where you use bus, you use train, you use the metro system. Um, so, like, I had to start getting used to that. I had to start getting, like, acquainted with the area, knowing, like, how to get around. Um, but also, even, like, besides that, like, definitely where a tough thing is, trying to fill into a team and a position where you're so used to what you're like, what we do in America, you know, we're used to the gym, we're used to running fast, we're used to being strong. Whereas here, it is completely different. Like they want you more 
can you do a scissor? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you chip this ball perfectly right over somebody's head? And like, they're more technical, tactical, where we're more speed and power. And besides that, then you have to take into consideration, like, are you going to get a new coach? I mean, I've been on two teams since I've been here for the two years I've been in Italy. And, you know, it's the same thing that you get stuck in college. Like I had just alone in my one team that I've been on, we had three coaches in a matter of two months. So you kind of have to get equipped to one coach then another coach. And you have to also like realize don't lose yourself as a player. And, you know, there was a lot of times when I experienced myself losing who I was and it was hard. And, you know, you want to be able to call people back at home. You want to be able to, you know, get things off the chest. But even here, you can't do that here because there's such a language barrier. You never really get to truly express yourself. And, you know, you don't want, say, to call your family or call your parents or your friends and explain to them how hard things are. But then again, you have to look into that and be like, we are six hours difference. Like I'm already finished with my day by the time my parents like are halfway through theirs. And like, by the time, like my parents wake up, I'm halfway through my day, but then I already have to start practice. So then by the time I really get to talk with people, I maybe get to talk with people two, three hours in a day. So it's like, even the people that you're supposed to call and really rely on, it gets tough doing that as well, because you know, it's hard with the time difference. So I could truly say Italy has made me so mentally strong that I truly have grown tremendously from this experience. Absolutely. And I think too, which you have to add, it, I'm not going to say it for you, but um, a field that you want to grow into from your experience, I think the field that you could tell everyone what you want to do post Italy is I think going to be somewhere that so many people are going to need you. And you have so much, I guess, knowledge and based around like even language barriers and stuff that not a lot of other blanks don't have that I think you're going to bring to the table and be very well at your field. <laughs> so basically, yeah, once I'm finished with the whole soccer, the whole soccer world, I am definitely going to start pursuing mental performance and sports psychology. Um, I'm looking to getting the few classes that I need to get myself situated because what I do want to do in the long run is have my own private practice. Um, I definitely noticed that when I was doing a lot of mental performance coaching here, uh, working with the mental performance coach, um, I definitely related a lot. And then when I actually got to go out onto the field and do some stuff, because that's what my master's is in, I got to use it over here as well as got to use it for professional teams at Rome. And it was an absolute awesome experience. And I really realized probably after my injury back in college, like sports psychology was my realm to go. And then after being in Italy, I was like, wow, this a hundred percent is going to be my calling. And not even the fact, act of having to understand the athlete when it comes to an injury when it comes to like you said language barrier when it comes to even cultural boundaries and you know having to deal with coaches having to deal with players having to deal with teammates you know I've been through so many different things that I'm truly so excited for that sports psychology background 
that I have and, you know, pushing towards that type of degree that I'm going for and that type of job I'm looking for. Because I think besides the fact that I'm going to be able to relate well with them, I think also there's going to be that line of empathy that I'm going to have, but also that line, like that line of sympathy. And I mean, you don't want to sympathize too much just because obviously, you know, Vic being the psychology that you have, um, you never want to sympathize too much, but also like you want to be able to empathize too and sympathize, like I said, a hundred times, because you really want to be able to relate to the athlete and understand. And after, you know, being what I went through here, because like I said, everything hasn't been picture perfect. You know, I, I don't get, I don't play 90 minutes every game. I don't get to sit there and be the shining star. Like, yeah, it was cool. I had that opportunity and it's an opportunity that I'll be forever thankful for, but it wasn't the dream opportunity. I mean, women's soccer is still very far behind, and especially in a country that is huge. And this is their culture here, sport and soccer. You know, we are so far behind men. And, you know, there's times when many teams, like, we're not being paid. We're not being treated equally. And you've even seen in America how equality is so, so tough in women's sport. You know, we deal with that here. And I got to really, truly experience that on first level. And, you know, I would never tell somebody to not follow their dream because I think if you have this opportunity to go play professional and go to a different country, 100% take it and never look back. Absolutely not. Learn the culture, learn other people's language, learn other people's system, learn other people's styles. And I think that is truly an amazing thing. I live in a little town, Nutley, New Jersey, where, you know, we are so close knit in our, in our styles. I went down to South Alabama. Like that's where I went to school and I learned their style. I learned their culture. I learned the background and Truly, I grew from that, and I changed as a person, and I grew as a person. It was beautiful. And then I went to school in Florida, got to experience that culture. I've been to many different states, got to experience little cultures here and there, only from playing, but I still got to see it for two, three days. And now for two years, I've learned the culture. Yes, don't get me wrong. I love my American Italians over in America. But, like, being here in Italy is so different. The food is so different. The culture is so different. But, like, I've never been more thankful and never grew from this. And I feel like I am all over the place in this podcast, but <laughs> it truly, there's so much to say about really everything about being here and, you know, basically tying this all together and stop going on the rant. Why I think I'm so excited really about the sports psychology realm is because, you know, I got to experience so many different cultures. I got to experience so many different backgrounds. I got to experience the professional lifestyle I got to experience the college lifestyle and I got to experience the high school lifestyle I got to experience sport in every single aspect there is and now I'm ready to not only see like what an athlete's niche is on the field but also take it and see like all right you know this could be causing the field problems but you know maybe there's something deeper maybe it's something at home maybe it's something at school and I think tying it all together that's what I'm that's what I'm really excited for no, I think that was great. And I think it's going to be pretty cool since uh, we're in the same field just to have this part of our lives as well, like bouncing off each other for advice and just growing together in that aspect too. Because it's crazy. It's like we grew up together and now we're in the same path. And 
doing great things. And it's cool that I get to have this experience with you and get to bounce off ideas. And who knows, maybe down the line, our paths are going to cross in the career world as well. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, I hope it does. You know, staying in touch and making those connections, it truly is amazing. And I mean, I watch from here in Italy, I watch back and see everything that you're doing. And I tell you all the time, like, I am so proud and so happy of everything that you're doing. And I can't wait to, you know, play with you this summer. And even if there's a possibility to keep playing, you know, the NJ play things or like things that we could do. You know, I did see that they're starting to kick ball lead. I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a blast. But Natalie, seriously, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And it was really an honor to have you. And I'm just so proud of you. And I can't wait for you to come back to the U.S. Yay, no, thank you so much for having me. And I'm sorry if I was all over the place. But definitely this podcast is absolutely amazing. I'm so happy you started it. I'm so happy you're getting people's stories out there. And I've never been more proud of somebody. You're doing amazing. and keep doing everything that you're doing. Thank you. And for everyone listening, this is Episode 7 of Athlete's Truth. And tune in next week for the next one. Thanks, everyone.